Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. Authentic conversation with some of today's most profound spiritual teachers, change makers, goddesspreneurs, and cosmic dudes, empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and embrace all facets of the human experience. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and oh my gosh, today I'm still trying to process and integrate what I experienced last night. Ooh, so this episode is just going to speak for itself. So I've been really tapping into the power of this Uranus and Taurus shift, this paradigm shift that we're experiencing and to really be more rebellious and to really speak up more with my truth and to see these old systems really die out. And I've been so connected to Mother Gaia, so, so, so devoted to her and so connected to how can I continue to uplift her? How can I continue to hold space for her? How can I continue to honor her? And I had friends over at my house all weekend to really to, you know, be at the Kriyasoka Sita to prepare for, well, we were all at Shakti Fest, this yoga festival in Joshua Tree. And I had my sister here, my soul sister here with her partner, Casey, who you're going to meet in this episode, as well as my friend Kieran and her partner, Will, and they own a sustainable clothing company called Woven Threads, and they're amazing. And I was really called to start working with the medicine of LSD again. You've heard me time and time again. I've had a really difficult experience from that. And I really wanted to go into this Taurus new moon that's conjunct to my Venus and Mars that are both ruled by Taurus. The Taurus uh, sun, Taurus, so yeah, Taurus, Taurus sun, Taurus moon, Taurus conjunct my, <laughs> my Venus and Mars as well as the Uranus and Taurus. So, so much grounded energy really me grounding and embodying my satna, my truth uh, through this powerful divine feminine essence. And I've been working so much on really embracing more of my feminine side cause, because being a Gemini, it's, I'm very masculine. I've been very masculine because I've shied away that feminine softness for so long, feeling like the whole world was against me and just really having to like make my, make my mark in the world, you know, and really like set my ground and like, this is, this is me, you know, and so uh, it was very loud that I was going to be working with some medicines, and I was like, you know what, I feel like it's really time to start working with LSD, and I haven't had that experience in over six years, but again, just that story, it was, what I was seeing was just a massive karmic cycle, and so I really wanted to I was hearing the call and I, I was ready to really step into my role as a medicine woman deeper. I see myself really working with these medicines, even in a microdose way, to just really help heal and transmute and support people. And time and time again, every person I've been interviewing lately or people that I meet, they share that I'm really good at holding space. And But this time, it was really nice to be able to feel held. And I had my friend Casey, who's on this episode, be that embodiment of the divine masculine. So between working with cacao, LSD, and cannabis, and hoppe this weekend too, um, just really clearing out the blocks and really rewriting the old story and really just reclaiming my sovereignty with LSD. And 
I want to be a spiritual teacher that keeps it very real. I'm ready. To, I'm here to be a spiritual teacher that shares what's helped me to help empower other people that, you know, they don't need to be suffering anymore. They don't need to be in pain anymore. And so to have Casey here and his fiance, Crystal, it was an opportunity for me to really open up and connect about what I've been experiencing over the years as I've been really healing and clearing out this karmic cycle. And so Casey McCune, he's, ama he's an amazing embodied divine masculine man. And he has, he's just so devoted not only to his queen, Crystal, but he's so devoted to the plant medicines and to the healing and to help people really, uh, I get so emotional because he really just saw me this weekend and it was really potent and really beautiful. But he's this consci conscious entrepreneur and he has this real strong passion to really educate about psychedelics and plant medicines because he da battled with a lot of depression in his life and you'll hear more about his story throughout the episode and uh, psychedelics and plant medicines really helped him facilitate his own healing and I understand because that's exactly what happened with me you know I, I called a suicide hotline when I was younger I was very depressed very alone and cannabis and MDMA were massive shifts for me but then you'll hear more in the in the episode but LSD like it opened up a lot for me that I needed to heal and so like myself, Casey also became a student of the medicines and it really helped him transform his life and really relieved him of his depression and just really healed his trauma while he was really holding space for his close friends to really feel safe. And that's what I truly felt. And to me, set and setting is everything. When I had my difficult LSD trip back in 2012, the set and setting was completely off and it really affected me. And so for me to even speak up about it and be ready to, to share my story. This is me sharing my medicine. This is me really opening up. This is me really vulnerable and real and authentic. And so he's just a massive advocate for he's here to really s share information and to really use this as a medicine, you know, and to really help heal the stigma and shift the story around these medicines that a lot of the society has, a lot of society has placed on it. It's like a very strong stigma and a dogma. And so I'm just so grateful. I haven't had a lot of sleep, but I really felt the call to really bring out this episode tonight. I'm doing it at nighttime just because to respect the moon, you know, to respect this Taurus new moon. And to just really be like, you know what, this is the golden era right here, right now. I, that story is healed and transmuted into the suite. And today I've just been able to share and cry with so many of my friends of what it's, how lonely it's been to understand what I've had to experience over time. So the medicine asked us to record a podcast episode. So that's what you're about to listen to. And so I just wanted to share like, I'm a huge advocate for using these medicines in the proper set and setting with the right intention. If you're using it unconsciously, it can be really damaging and you're not going to really get the true healing benefits of it. And so that's where I'm at right now to just continue to educate and it's still a huge part of my vision to be a medicine woman that can hold the space and can really share and really support the people as the collective healing that's just my huge mission is to be a change maker by helping in people's healing so that they can show up and thrive so that they can show up and share their medicine and make a positive impact on the planet a conscious impact on the planet so 
I'm really excited about this episode, and this is the most vulnerable you've heard of me yet. So if you haven't subscribed, please do. I would love to hear what you think about it. I have the Facebook group for the Sovereign Society podcast, um, as well as you can sign up for my email list, and I've been diving a little deeper and sharing a little more in that space, a little more vulnerable. It's a little more sacred container for me than just posting everything on social media, and I just really uh, want to connect with the people that are taking it a step further to connect with me and be with me and support me, and it's been really amazing to read your emails about what you're calling in and your abundance and, and thank you for that and I just really thank you for listening to this conversation and my intention with this conversation is that may it open up your heart and open up your mind and your soul to the possibilities of alternative medicines to really help heal and transmute and I'm just really proud of myself um, I'm just really proud of myself for being able to speak up and it's been a huge act of bravery and I'm just really honoring that in myself and really just taking the time to pay reverence to myself for that because it was very challenging but you know there's a divine plan to everything and so I'd love to hear what you think of this episode it's a long one it's a really juicy one but it's totally worth it so <sighs> I'm ready and I'm here to really step up to even further and deeper and I'm here rewriting the story and to inspire you and let you know that you can too and just to share and through my own line and through my own example and through sharing Casey's story as well and know that you are supported and you aren't alone and to just you know really be aware and to really educate and so I'm really excited about this episode it's so it's so near and dear to my heart so may you enjoy this episode healing stigmas the truth about plant medicines LSD and what it means to truly heal. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. Authentic conversations with today's change makers of the golden era, empowering you to honor the journey, trust the process, and radiate your authentic radness. I'm your host, Serena Riccio. I... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I just laugh. Um, I laugh because the synchronicities right now are palpable. They're strong. They are speaking in a way that I'm really working on trying to sum up in words, but I feel like it has to be felt. And being where I am in this very moment, I don't know if I ever really saw coming. Oh, so this is by far the most vulnerable episode of the podcast yet. Mm. The most authentic conversation of the podcast yet. And my brother Casey here, who has just been this powerful embodiment of the divine masculine for me on my healing journey. Mm. And I feel that a karmic cycle has been complete tonight. Mm. Um, I'm just <laughs> blown away. And to have him here and his beautiful partner, Crystal, who's been by my side for shit, the past like seven years. 
since I first started my Peace Love EDM days and she saw me then and she still sees me now and still supports me and my priestess sister. It's been um, probably one of the most healing experiences I've had and God knows how long. <laughs> okay, enough of the fluff. But it's not fluff. It's also very real. Mm-hmm. But let's get to the point. And uh, today has been a deep, deep, deep healing day where I have my brother and my sister. I've had them in my home here at the Caruso Casita. And they both have held space for me to authentically share and express what's been in my head for the last six plus years that was very hard to really express to anyone else, really hard to feel. I I never really felt like I was really being seen in this amount of depth. Hmm. I have people in my life that have seen me, and I'm so grateful for them and my sisters and my brothers who see me, but not to the amount of depth that I've experienced today with these two. So I would have been hearing, you know, I... I was just, I've been doing a lot of deep work and it's been uh, really powerful for me, especially in the past month because I've just felt like a massive, (sighs) like I really today feels like the exhale. Hmm. So essentially what happened was they were staying at my house. We were at Shakti Fest and um, it was very strong and very apparent that it was time to start working with medicine LSD again, which is something I felt was coming, Mm -hmm. but I've just remained open to it, Mm -hmm. knowing that it shall come back in my life when the time is right. And I've done such deep purging and deep healing and I'm coming up to my 29th birthday in three weeks and it's an 11 year for me in Kundalini Yoga and numerology. 11 is the year of mastery. And it's also 11 year collectively being 2018. So this is my 11, 11 year and 11, 11 to me represents pillars of light. And so I am here to be able to, through their facilitation and their support, reclaim my light in such a way that I didn't know it was really possible. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, and it was, the thing is, is that working with this medicine in a microdose level (laughs) to realize that you are the medicine, (laughs) you are the guru, (laughs) and this is just a tool and a gateway to tap into that within you that you already know. And as many of you know, I had a really difficult LSD trip back in 2012 and it was the complete wrong set and setting for me and I don't even remember what episode it was I'll have it in the show notes I'm not even going to go there right now but I respect it (laughs) but I had Sarah Gale on my podcast um, and she is very big on the outreach and she's the leader of the Zendo project which helps create psychedelic safe spaces at festivals and gatherings. And it's something I am extremely passionate about. I have 
one of my blends of shamanic dream donated to maps and maps to me is just the future of mental health and with this being mental health awareness month it was inevitable to really share this conversation with such a depth that I actually didn't know was coming, mm-hmm. but the medicine knew speak is you is working through me right now to speak its volume mm-hmm. and to share. So I've had Casey here to really help support me as this divine masculine in my own healing um, to reclaim my power back and to rewrite my story around the medicine of LSD because I am a psychonaut. I do believe in exploring the depths of the mind and I'm so passionate about the mind and the psychology of the mind and as a sociological, as a sociologist as well, because I did study sociology in school, being able to see how this medicine has helped me and how it can help larger groups of people And so instead of being resistant to the world that we are seeing, how can I choose to be rebellious by being a rebel with a cause? And that cause is to promote mental health and healing and really helping people tap into their authentic roundness and their truth and their light. And the most important thing is to also be able to be seen in that. And that's what Casey and Crystal have been able to hold space for me for this weekend and today is just to really hold space for me and to truly see me and my devotion to my work over the past six years and beyond of how, as a change maker myself, to go and explore the depths of my psyche to transmute and up level and heal and bless up so that the inner the true the true path of my shamanic the shamanessa gadessa in me is to go to the very depths of my soul because the very very depth of my inner is going to create the opposite the very deep roots is going to create a very abundant tree in the outer So for me to be able to go to the very depths of my soul, to love and to nurture, to practice forgiveness. And what's coming to me right now is that I feel I've been having so many, and again, I'm not a doctor, but I am a master intuitive. And to me, I feel like I've had all of these health issues with my body because my body has been craving the medicine. Mm My body has been craving the medicine of LSD to go back to that healing and um, to cut through the blocks that may have been stuck in my solar plex chakra, especially because that was the root of the trauma and the solar plex is developed between the ages of 16 and 22. And so to be able to go back, because I, after I did my first, um, I did a hape ceremony, which is a tobacco snuff. And um, I did a hape ceremony um, when I was doing microdosing with psilocybin last. That was the last medicine I worked with. And when I was doing this hape, I don't know, can you explain hape? Well, yeah, it's a tobacco snuff, like you said, but it's, there's special blends of it and it goes back thousands of years. And um, in the Amazon, in Peru, um, they use this medicine 
to open up for new perception of things. And so it's it's something that's now coming up to the West and it, people are using it and, and exploring it. And, and it's something that can really open up your intuition and it decalcifies your, your third mm-hmm. eye mm-hmm. and sends a, a shot of energy to that and it can open you up to new perceptions. And there's different blends that have different characteristics, but it's a, it's a profound medicine and it's very subtle, but it's, it's a challenging medicine as well. Um, so it's hard to wrap up in words what it is as Mm -hmm. I'm still fairly new to it, but to the best of my understanding at this point, that's, you know, the best I can explain it. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, have to honor my medicine man here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but from my last time I worked with psilocybin, I just had one of my girlfriends over at my house and I just decided to be in my home and really nurture my home. That was very important to me. And I did a hoppe ceremony. And what came through was I saw the block was, boom, that difficult LSD trip and that story Hmm. I was was saying. And today I was working with my Star Child Tarot deck before um, I ingested the medicine and partook in the ceremony. And I pulled the Ten of Swords reversed. And it was really just really about like letting go of the things that no longer serve Mm -hmm. and being able. And I also pulled the Akashic Records card and I also pulled Temperance. Mm -hmm. So to just really realize that that right here, right now, that story, the challenging story of the LSD ends now because that is the story I refuse to continue to carry on with me. And through my words, have that be the energy behind me that has been preventing me from really exploring my mind and my heart and my soul deeper and to be able to speak up in a way that can share this medicine to the people that really need it. Right. And also seeing that the medicine was doing its work and you carrying the story of what the medicine did was what was tied to that. And there was blame placed in other areas and the medicine was teaching you... Right. The medicine was teaching you something and you were blocked off to that. And also the lesson in the integration and the proper approach to these because the approach was off. And so that created this. But the medicine was still doing its work and honoring that, that all along the medicine has been there doing its work with you. And it wasn't until you opened up to seeing it in a new way that you were able to tap into the true healing power of it which i already knew you knew when i first worked with it it was just the wrong set and setting and my heart was so closed at that time and love was coming doing its best to come in but i had walls i had a chain linked fence i had like everything that was preventing me from receiving that love that wanted to come in one because I really felt unworthy. Two, I didn't. It was very. I didn't feel very safe because I wasn't in the right set and setting. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing was just the worthiness of receiving that love. And part of um, the ceremony that we did tonight was we also did a cacao ceremony. I'm crying like a hot mess over mm-hmm. here, snot coming down my nose. Mm-hmm. It was so sexy and super hot, mm-hmm. you know. But just having. Um, massive <laughs> heart openings. Yeah. Massive heart openings. Um, 
because I've seen how there's been, you know, there was a lot of blockages in my heart chakra. And I'm in my last three weeks of the development of my heart chakra. I'm about mm-hmm. to just really step into the development of my throat chakra, turning into 29. And this is the journey of my Saturn return, Uranus. This is coming. I'm like told Casey, like, I'm doing a fucking double hitter this week. Like, I'm releasing this tomorrow as in like a couple hours because it's like 2.30 in the morning <laughs> right now. And, um, and right now, like, Uranus is moving. And the new moon in Taurus and just really grounding into that mama Pachamama Mm. divine feminine energy Mm. that she you know is here to support in many ways and it's a really beautiful abundant world yeah and the medicine has helped facilitate and open that you know we have it within us it's just the medicine just helps open the doors and it's a holding hand yeah, mm-hmm. it makes you feel safe, you know, and and cacao, you know, I explain to people, it sort of helps open the expression of love, open the doors for the expression of love, and cacao sort of creates that flow of energy, and you can use that medicine regularly, cacao is a medicine that is, you know, it's readily it's available, it's approachable, and it's sustainable. You can use it every single day and, you know, you can, you can really work with it at a deep level and allow it to open up your heart and send more love and, and create a flow of energy in many areas of your life around love using the medicine to help facilitate that and help cultivate that. And then it becomes something that just continues to flow. The medicine just starts to initiate that. And it's sort of a reminder of the ability for that. And then you can create that. You know, we use that. We use cacao in our relationship. We use these medicines to create a stronger relationship. And we take that approach with intention. And really the importance of these medicines is your intention. You know, going into it with clear intention. And, you know, it's the same as you approach everything in life. You know, the more intention you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. And these medicines are healing in so many ways. But what intention do you have going into it? Is it, is it something you're going to take as, you know, to have, just have fun and party and, and experience something, or is it gonna, something you're going to take, f- you know, with intention for your own healing, for your own benefit? And what are you open to? What are you, what are the possibilities that you're open to? And these medicines continue to expand your possibilities that things that we've been closed off to, you know, feelings that we've been closed off to, as men being able to feel and express love, like we've been closed off to that, you know, because of the way society's raised us. And through using a medicine that helps you feel a little bit of that love that maybe has been a long time since you felt it and you want a little bit more, you know, and love is, is a drug as well. And the, but it's, it's a drug that you can continue to consume. There's, there's an abundance of love, you know, your body can take on powerful amounts of love. And so that's been my journey of coming from a place of very little love and using the medicines to help as a man be able to freely express love. And that's the power of these medicines is is to open things like that up that have been blocked off for so long. You know, and that's been my story of being able to this weekend come in and express love for my sister and my partner 
and you know express my gratitude and 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 how i see them and all of that stuff it's you know that expression it comes from working with the medicine and it works from allowing the medicine to do its work and approaching it with the right intention for healing and if you do that and you hold space the medicine will do its work and then what are you closing with and what is your you know integration and i think with this the difficult experience you had there was no integration of what just happened right you didn't go there you didn't go back and really process that and that's an important part of all of these medicines psychedelics especially is understanding what just happened you know what did i experience and how real was it i think i didn't have the language at that time i was 22 right and, and really and deep in sorrow and depression and sadness and right and yeah. that's why in st starting that change of conversation, I mean, you didn't have that information because drug education is looked down upon. And, you know, how can you spread information about these things? But these these med these are medicines, you know, instead of thinking of medicine in a Western sense, like you can't. That's the old paradigm, like medicine is preventive care. And these things open up flows of energy and it facilitate healing before sometimes the trauma occurs you know, and you using these medicines to open up my heart space so that if there's a flow of loving energy and I'm, I'm approached with trauma, I can just continue to show love and, and have that loving barrier around me, you know, and it's through just the medicine opening those doors. And that's my intention is to be just loving, more loving. And so the medicines have been able to facilitate that for me. Right. And so much other things have come from it you know and it's really from from using these medicines in the right way and they've had a profound impact on my life we were just talking about how far i've come in the last and it's only been two years really that i've really opened up to these medicines and really taken a, a you know dedicated approach to learning about them and it's your lifestyle it's become my lifestyle because of the benefits I get from it. You know, it's not something that's just, it's not always fun. I mean, a lot of this, you know, a lot of working with the medicine physically doesn't feel good at certain times. Because it's the purge. Right. And mentally, sometimes you don't want to go there. Right. But it's work that needs to be done and stuff that needs to it's, be cleared. It's again, it's an opportunity to stop spiritual bypassing and start getting real. Right. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up in this. I had a bad trip and I honestly don't believe there is a bad trip mm -mm. through my experience. It's what, if you, if you block off to that and you move forward without taking any lessons, then that's a bad trip. And you leave it at that. That's the story you well, continue they say to paint. Number one, one Oh one with maps. It's never a bad trip. It's a difficult trip. Right. And so changing the language that surrounds these things can start to change the, you know, creating a flow of energy, creating the conversations and discussing those things because most people don't hear that. Most, most people don't understand set and setting when they go into these things. They, you know, get exposed to the medicine in a way that's not authentic to the medicine. That's not, it's not um, respecting it's or paying not respecting, reverence. Right. Mm -hmm. And just there, you know, more information can get out there and, and having these conversations is important. And a lot of people are blocked off to even talking about the medicines. I think there's just a fear. There is a fear. And it's interesting because 
in the past few weeks, I've been getting so many signs, like Casey was sharing with me, just really appreciate. So I really honor my signs and a lot of my mentors and stuff are like sending me podcasts of people talking about psychedelics, thinking about you or like Mm -hmm. people saying that. And so to me, it was just an opportunity to realize I'm ready to go dive back into working with LSD. Yeah. Albert Hoffman, I, who serendipitously found LSD. I read many of his books over the years as part of my healing journey to process what was happening as I was going. I was introduced, the door came open for me to really dive in deep, to do the deep healing. And I was just sharing with Casey and even before this, just like going to the depth, the depths, the depths to be able to see the fruition of the fruit bearing bountiful fruit tree. Because mm-hmm. I have very deep roots, deep mm-hmm. in, in Pachamama, deep in the water and the nutrients of Pachamama that hasn't been scratched at the surface from the society we've been living in up until now, which is really being shifted and transmuted right now because that old paradigm is definitely dying out it's this is why we're experiencing what we are Mm -hmm. and you know we're in this path of really rewriting the story not just in our own lives but in the collective and the paradigm but it has to start with us yeah so as i shared in my email blast i did last week is that allowing yourself to receive is the ultimate paradigm shift right because i was allowing myself to receive the, the power of the medicine today Hmm. And I acknowledge you for opening up to that because I saw how difficult that experience was for you, you know, and, and without having the communication with it, you know, there was a blockage of you speaking about it, you know, and opening up about how, you know, th- through communicating that, that cre- that cleared some ways and it opened you, it started to open you up, but not, you know, some people have a hard time even talking about what they experienced you know, or even hearing other people's experiences, you know, hear that somebody had a bad experience with it and then work through it and got to the other side, challenging, you're right, challenging experience and know that if they are telling themselves they had a bad experience, you know, in air quotes that that is, it's just their challenge and they haven't overcome that challenge. You know, they haven't got to, to gotten to the point where they were able to process what the medicine exposed them to. You know, and it's taken you a long time to get to the point where you're able to fully process it and fully integrate it because you were exposed to it early on in bad set and setting. But still, the patience that the <laughs> medicine was there and the, and the patience that in the long run that, you know, it was going to have done its work. Aho. Aho. <laughs> The joke of the night is how patient Sabrina's been. Sabrina's been very patient. It was just time. It was time. It was really time, and I had to really. I was sharing with Casey and Crystal before. I was like, no, what the fuck are we doing? We need to sit and record this podcast because these are the conversations I I thrive in and the ones I really live for. And I was telling them that what I learned from my difficult experience was that I kind of had a responsibility. Mm -hmm. I felt like a responsibility because no one else was 
willing to take on that feat. And so I have dedicated in deep devotion, how can I continuously transmute the societal imprint, the blueprint, the matrix that has been placed on me, that has been placed on my ancestors. And tonight when we were in cacao, I felt all of my ancestors in the room, all of my loved ones that have transitioned over, all of my, my grandparents, my aunts, my godfathers, all of my loved ones who have passed over and see how they are continuously guiding me and with them all being present here was their acknowledgement of Serena you're doing the right thing you're on the path just keep going hmm. we acknowledge you and we honor you and we see you because while a lot of my family may not understand the work that I'm doing it's fine yeah. because it's their own thing mm-hmm but I have to continuously remain true to myself. There are people in my life, my friends, that don't understand. That's fine. I just have to remain, because that is what's worked for me. Be authentically you. That is what's, that, that's been my, that's my sadhana. Mm-hmm. Not, not giving a fuck of what the world outside of me is telling me. I had people call me a narcissist. I had people call me crazy. I had people call me like selfish, mm-hmm. whatever. Those are all their own projections because of the lack of understanding or awareness. Right. But deep down in my soul, I've known what I've been doing. And deep down in my soul is working on the inner to create the outer. And part mm-hmm. of that inner is just continuously healing mm-hmm. the constructs and mm-hmm the outdated like belief systems that kind of infiltrated me in my most vulnerable stages of my life when I was dealing with deep depression. So I didn't have one. I was never taught boundaries from my family. Hmm. I never had that because it's an ancestral thing as Italians. We were talking about this earlier. You know, it's been very challenging for me. I'm here to listen to the voice of the people who have been really hurt and a lot of people of er- di- people of color and things like that, but I had that to me. It feels like a surface because it's I'm seeing their deeper ancestral pain that has been continuously passed down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter about the color of our skin because I've seen that in my own life with healing my own ancestral lineage, being Italian. And we were talking about how, and a lot of Italians were slaves, and a lot of Italians were in these ghettos and. My whole life, it's always been like, oh, Sabrina's part of the mafia. Or like, oh, mobster, your dad's name's Tony. It's inevitable. Like, oh, he wears gold, like, chains and blah, blah, blah. And that was really fucking damaging. Mm-hmm. And I've never considered myself as white, quote, unquote, white, mm-hmm. because of the color of my skin. I was raised by straight-up immigrants that came fresh off the boat with $400 in their pocket. I had real struggle. Mm-hmm. My grandmother and my aunt, who it sounds like my aunt is on this path of transitioning right now. She's 90 years old. Mm. And that's what my ancestors were just showing that they're here to hold her and they're ready for her. But what they did, they came to this place and made Barbie clothes. They came to this country and made clothes for Barbie. Wow. So... I come from a very strong, you know, very strong-willed, very determined, very dedicated to see, like, that's my roots, and I really honor and appreciate that. 
But it's also how can I pave my own path? Yeah. And that's what these medicines have really helped me to not only align to, but to experience as my reality, as my own path that is authentic and true to me. Mm -hmm. That is beyond the surface. Because I was telling them today, I was like, I'm a cosmic doula. (laughs) Can you share the story? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I can do it justice. I think that in the moment it was there and, you know, it's just, there's some things that are just too powerful, you know? Words will never suffice. Right. And that's been a big thing here of using this medicine to start to facilitate that, of communication of those sort of things, of putting things into words. Of, you know, the cacao is a very good thing of that. And there's been a lot of that, trying to find the right words here to express the love that we feel in this room for each other, the, you know, the love for the... Appreciation, honoring, seeing. All of that. There was so much here. And we began to break down those walls of communication, began to express our true feelings to each other. And, uh, you know, that was all through the facilitation of this medicine, you know, of my partner setting up this beautiful cacao ceremony for us and, and allowing ourselves to sit here and allow the medicine to open ourselves up to vulnerability. And we tried to express to the best of our abilities... <laughs> Our feelings for each other. And I don't feel like I honestly did justice. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. (laughs) He had me in tears. I can't believe those words just came out of your mouth. But that's even deeper. Wow. Brother. Yes. Whoa. (laughs) So... And, and and those sort of feelings that are so deep and so profound that they're hard to put into words, like you open up to those through these medicines because that's not something that society teaches you. That's not something you pick up at the corner store. That's not something that, you know, it's and it takes hard work to get there. It takes dedication and devotion to get to a place where you can experience that bliss, that pure bliss. And I've experienced that this weekend. And in yoga class, crying openly and just living in pure bliss. And even had an experience where I went, I picked up some art and the art showed bliss. And the people that I bought the art from felt like they had to explain to me what bliss was. Because most people don't ever get the chance to even get close to understanding what bliss is. You know, and I experience bliss regularly. And it's because these medicines really is and the bliss comes at times when i'm not on the medicine it's not the medicine facilitates the bliss the medicine opens the pathways for that and then you do the work and you sort of you know sort through what's blocking you from your own path to bliss because you stand in your own way like in I think it was on the the yoga documentary on Netflix, the on yoga photographer's journey to photograph the yogis. And Mm. one of the pieces of wisdom that they shared was, you know, that's happening. We have, we're born with everything we need. So the happiness, the love, everything we're born with that. 
we just get in our own way and then we think we need to find it elsewhere but we're born with everything we need and only through unlocking that you know we clutter it with all these stories that we tell ourselves and all these things that get in our way of experience pure love and pure bliss and the medicines have been able to knock down some of those walls and i shared my experience of you know with my partner and and through these medicines and through her just i had a wall up between my heart and the rest of the world and i was a man i thought i was you know i'm a man and you know i was waiting for somebody to love me and i was waiting for somebody to get through the wall and it got it has to go both ways i see that and through the medicine coming from the inside out chipping away at the wall and then her love chipping away at the wall from the other side and then seeing that there was a little bit of light coming through and then I was able to do the hard work and dedication to to breaking down the wall once I saw that there was something on the other side you know but MDMA has been a very potent medicine for me has been very impactful in facilitating that in breaking down the, the barrier that I had between myself and other people and being able to express my love and gratitude for people that are in my life. And now that I've been able to do that, my life is living in abundance. You know, I'm, I'm living the life of bliss because I can now express love to people and, and not care if I get it back and understand that I'm going to get it back in other ways, you know, understanding that, but it's the medicine that opened that door, you know, and, and, and taking the right approach with it has really created profound healing for myself. And it's gotten me to a point where and I, I'm still on a journey. I'm honoring my journey. You know, I don't claim to be anything or be anywhere right now, but the best that I am at this moment, you know, and the medicine has helped me understand what that means. And, and it's made a lot of sense out of things, but allowing it to speak to me and approaching it the right way and, and, and seeing the wisdom in it and, and approaching it with receiving wisdom from these plant medicines that Mother Earth has here for us. You know, and, and MDMA a lot of times gets a bad rap because of because of its stigma of it being chemically and, and LSD as well. You know, of it not being pure, but everything's organic. You know, it all has its roots in organic material. It's all plant medicine. You know, and it's it's the it's your approach to it. And LSD can get a bad rap because of the way people talk about it and and their experiences with it and MDMA as well. People don't truly experience what MDMA is and then talk about what MDMA should be or, or, you know, they spread information, misinformation about it. Propaganda. Propaganda. To disempower the medicine, but the medicine speaks louder. And there needs to be more spread of proper information. That's why we're here, brother. And that's why we're here. I just been hearing this whole weekend to really step in more of my truth as a medicine woman, mm-hmm. as the sh- that's the shamanessa goddessa mm-hmm. in me, mm-hmm. is the medicine woman. Mm-hmm. And to be, who am I to say a medicine can't support someone if it's really helping someone? Well, why don't you share your experience of like overall, like working with the medicines, like what impact have they had on your life and specifically what medicines have impacted you the most? So, ooh, okay. So I definitely started my journey first with cannabis. I think that's everyone's real big opener. Um, to me, alcohol was um, also a medicine actually hmm. in a way that it was part of my culture. Hmm. 
So there was no disrespect. Right. And alcohol as well. If you approach alcohol with the right intention of, of sharing a glass of wine of love, you know what I mean? If you, if you approach it with the right intention, like I, I, I choose not to consume alcohol, mm-hmm. you know, but there's still like to, yeah, consider like that wine not a and medicine. mescal. There's still right. medicine. There's, there's plant medicine. There is healing. There is healing in that, you know. But the abuse with the abuse of anything, mm-hmm. you know, everything in moderation. So essentially, my I would say my path really started with alcohol in a way because it wasn't taboo, mm-hmm. and that is my vision with the future with these medicines is that it's not taboo. Mm-hmm. So that is me even being vulnerable enough to have this conversation is to shift that paradigm right here, right now right. that it's no longer taboo. Right. So, um, working with alcohol, but then that didn't really serve me. Once I found cannabis, mm-hmm. I was I don't even even like my friend came over the other day and we had a glass of wine. I couldn't even drink more than three sips of it. It just wasn't doing it for me. Um, but I'm more than willing to sit in a ceremony with cannabis because cannabis is what's really helped me. Um, it helped me a lot through pain, pain management. Mm-hmm. Um, really helped me process and. It helped me open up because it allowed me to have connection with people through mm-hmm. conversation yeah. in ways that I had walls placed around me or, you know, right. my throat chakra closed. Mm-hmm. Um, so cannabis has been a strong teacher of mine for the past 11 years, mm-hmm. very active, 12 years. Um, so from after cannabis, I worked with MDMA mm-hmm. and that was an opportunity for me to really blast heart open. It's the first time I really felt love Yeah. with MDMA. Yeah. Especially when you grew up depressed since the age of three. Prolonged depression for shit. Mm. 18 years. Mm. Since a childhood, I had, I, I don't really see myself as having a very happy childhood Hmm. because there was just deep sorrow and depression and didn't know the language and just felt that's what living was was just being in the state of deep sorrow and pain i felt that was the norm Hmm. and then lsd came into my life (laughs) Hmm. and it was an opportunity when i did it two days in a row when i first was doing it it was the first time my inner child came out and it was really intense (laughs) Because it was just so blocked down, back down, pushed mm-hmm. down. It was trapped. Mm-hmm. It was trapped. So she was able to express herself for the first time. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the right setter setting. Right. Well, it wasn't the right setter setting, but it wasn't a supportive setter yeah. setting, I should say. Because there's, there's, everything is exactly according to divine plan. Right. Um, and then she also introduced me to love and a deeper love, but I felt very unworthy Mm. because of, I just saw myself as damaged, Mm. like damaged goods. Mm. And then I also saw the damaged goods that was happening in my surroundings, seeing all this trash and shit and lack of care from mother Gaia and even just being at this festival this past weekend, you know, being a yoga festival and being the sustainability factor not really being there, it's been really challenging to process. But, um, yeah, so that was what was really challenging with that 
with that difficult LSD trip that I was, you know, been attached to that story for six years was because um, it was difficult because it was the first time I received love and I had to push it away because I felt unworthy. Hmm. And then uh, that makes me so emotional. Wow. See, that's integration. And then it was, and then I went, I was working with MDMA again, but it was just to find answers outside of myself and not really finding within. And I had no serotonin left, so I wasn't really taking care of my body. Hmm. So then I went cold turkey for a while because I needed that. I needed to find that within myself. Just like we said, the medicines are there to help facilitate, but they're not the answer. Right. You have to do the work. You are your own guru. Right. And it, it, in the LSD experience, it, it showed you the work that you needed to do. I needed to do. to do, and it was a fucking lot of work. And you weren't ready for it, you know? <laughs> you were overwhelmed by it. I was so overwhelmed by it. I was overwhelmed by that. I was overwhelmed by the love that was coming in that I didn't know how to receive. Yeah. I was, yeah. So from that, um, I worked with psilocybin, and I was in Thailand. And I probably, one, ate too much, and two, I wasn't in the right set or setting. And that was really challenging for me. Um, and then I didn't touch anything again for a couple of years. No, for a year. And then I started working with psilocybin again. And that has been my, like, main strong medicine that I've been really working with. Mm-hmm. And then... I was um, gifted sassafras after the eclipse, which is another kind of Mm MDMA-like medicine. Very heart-opening, but it's not as, like, jittery, Mm uppy. It's more calm, like, embodied. Well, and that's, you know, before we paint the picture of MDMA as ecstasy, because most of what you experienced from understanding what you, stories you've told me, is the MDMA that you've experienced was ecstasy, it was club drug, it was an upper, it was... You know, at a at a rate in the beginning, yes, in the beginning, and yeah. so a lot of your experiences with that medicine are tied to that story mm-hmm. as well. And you, you know, be careful with the picture that you paint of the medicine, mm-hmm. because the medicine is is not jittery. It's not, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, what I feel hearing that now, that jittery is the nervous system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That jittery is the nervous system doing its best to recalibrate and is trying, it's doing its best to shake up the stagnation. Right. That's what that jittery is. If right. you really look at it deep within, that's what MDMA is sharing with me right now. Hmm. It's a medicine I haven't touched in six years, but she's been calling me. She's been strongly calling me lately. Um, even if I just microdose again, because I'm very big on the microdosing, because again, I don't need to like the swing the pendulum so strong because it's within me i am that balance right and and that's what we practice i mean most of the time that we've used mdma recently it's been at home in an intimate setting with intention of love and we share a small dose and we sit and we open the doors for communication and and to allow our expressions of love in the moment to flow and that's where mdma is a powerful medicine and 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 also, the way it's being used to treat veterans, mm-hmm. um, but being able to go to those difficult memories and those difficult places and come to a new place of seeing it in a new perspective of compassion and love and being able to rewrite memories and come from a place of love and feel compassion for yourself in previous moments. And that's in, you know, in, in a condensed sense, that's the work that's being done 
with MDMA on a therapeutic level. Um, and they're and on they're on phase three right now to make right, it right. Right, they're legalized. getting very close. I mean, they're projecting twenty twenty medically mm-hmm. legal, and and that that creates a big you know uproar of people like oh it's you know they because they see the medical legalization of something the way cannabis has been medically le- legalized is it's going to be a free for all and it's going to be easy to get your card, but the processes that they're going through it's going to be very structured and and it's pure and and people's you know the stigma behind MDMA's that still sticks around is difficult to break through and you know that it these conversations help to break that down because people don't get all the information and and myself being a big fan of what maps does and, and I donating was just gonna to say them bless up to maps yeah, maps <laughs> zendo like the, the maps, whole family and by the way maps is a multidisciplinary association of psychedelic studies yeah and they're doing profound work i mean they're working with these medicines and and trying to find ways to legalize them and the paths that they're taking are through helping people with healing that, you know, our veterans that, that, that it's a big, you know, they know how to, how to tug at the right hearts, but their, their intention is pure is like, they want, you know, Rick Doblin and bless his heart, heart. you know, he's doing amazing work and he's, you know, he really wants these medicines to be able to speak. And, um, I'm going to plant a seed right now that Rick Doblin's going to be on the Sovereign Society podcast hmm. soon. Hmm. Yes. That would be amazing to witness. You can sit in the conversation. Mm. We'll drive up to. We'll drive up to Santa Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, they're doing the work of you know of of just starting to open people's eyes and and but they are doing the research. They're doing they're doing so much, and uh, some of the message is not reaching the right people. And so here we are, express you know helping that expression of helping the work that they're doing reach the streets. Yeah, and something that's been very, like, it's been very profound for me, which is why I feel like I live in Joshua Tree, too, because the next town over is a Marine base. I see myself doing work with the vets, and my vision of doing work with the vets is working with these medicines and working with the wives. And when I ask you to share, like, that cosmic doula, I see myself as helping to hold space to facilitate healing between couples. Yeah. Um, between these vets and their wives because their wives are the ones that are getting really hit hard seeing yeah. their loved one yeah. really suffering yeah really struggling so to be able to hold space to facilitate a medicine journey with the purest intention i believe a country is as strong as its military not through power and militia but through love and devotion because those people they are devoted to the country, mm-hmm. and I can't discredit that at all. Mm-hmm. I really honor them for that because I would not be able to do what they do. And my clients, all of my clients that I've been attracting have all been vets, and mm. it's so fascinating because it's just really foreshadowing, and I see their devotion and their dedication. Yeah. But I'm also dedicated to help my brothers and sisters, and to that is to help them with the medicines to help yeah. open up. Which leads to the next medicine I've done, which is ayahuasca. Hmm. And I've been talking about that a lot more. Mm -hmm. And the fact that a lot of vets are coming together in groups and going to Peru to do ceremonies to really heal. And that and Ibogaine, you know. But really the ayahuasca to really have the grandmother really speak and hold space to really heal and transmute. the, The plants are speaking through us right now. Right. And that's what my intention was coming into this is to just try to be a voice, try to be a voice for the medicine, allow the medicines to speak through me and sort of stand up for the medicine because, 
you know, we create the dialogue and the medicine doesn't really have a voice. And so through my understanding of, of these medicines, it feels like they want to have a voice. And, and so that's me channeling that. It's just, you know, when, when we talked, one of the first conversations we had when we got here, there was a point where I wanted to, you know, st I felt compelled to stand up for some medicine. <laughs> and I couldn't quite understand that. And it's been coming to me that just like, you know, it's like, wait, 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 let's, let's go back there. Because you say, you know, you're <laughs> calling out the medicine on this. That's, you know don't you know you're maybe yeah. misplacing blame and so and that's the integration of that's of me these taking my own responsibility right. from that experience right and recognizing my role in that experience and right. instead of projecting it onto the medicine how can i not blame myself not shame myself but take responsibility which right. is more empowering right and and also have compassion for yourself because Amen. you didn't and understand forgive. you didn't yeah. know what you were getting into because you didn't have the the knowledge and guidance there's no and, education right and a guide you know somebody that can facilitate for you and a proper experience you know and, and part of what our society in general is lacking is those those experiences that that mark maturity that mark you know something that you know that that can create change in you and that signify a an up leveling you know write a passage and these medicines are can be that when facilitated the right way and they can facilitate healing and and those rites of passage and, and maturation but only when when you're when you're divine timing right and with a guide you know with a proper knowledge and information because you know now that you know you had a uh, an experience with mdma that wasn't pleasurable and you know now, looking back, that is because you were doing it too regularly, too often. And your no serotonin, serotonin levels were depleted. You know, you. I you probably sort didn't of even have intention then either, because was I was no just so lost it. that I was, was thinking that that medicine was just going to solve the answers, right. when it was me. You were consuming. You got the. You got the feeling of the of the drug. You considered it a drug because that was just that I was, was a stigma. I was addicted to it. Right, that and you feeling. kept consuming. You kept consuming it, mm -hmm. and the medicine you know, won't treat you properly if you're not treating it properly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, there has to be a, a shared level of respect. Right. See, I like seeing the medicine as the medicine sees me. Mm. And it was when you we were sharing, when you were talking about that, what came through my head was 10-year-old Sabrina sitting in my D.A.R.E. class mm -hmm. with Officer Pete. Asking Officer P, I share this on my 420 post on my Instagram. Why is cannabis bad if Susan Sarandon's smoking cannabis and stepmom and it's helping her with her cancer? Hmm. That was the seed that was like, you are here to speak up for the medicines. Hmm. Hmm. At the age of 10. Wow. So that right there is solar, a, a sacral chakra healing for me to create, to be that divine feminine, to be the water, to be the flow. Mm -hmm. So, yes, after the ayahuasca has been working again with more psilocybin, microdosing, cacao has been a healing medicine, mm -hmm. as well as sage. Mm. Sage has helped me clear. Mm -hmm. Copal has mm -hmm. helped me clear. Mm -hmm. Palo Santo has helped me uplift. Mm -hmm. 
essential oils has really helped me in its various forms. And that's important to help people understand that when we talk about plant medicines, we're not just talking about ayahuasca and, you know, the big ones that have these big stigmas. There's also medicine, you know, essential oils are plant medicines. Cacao is plant medicine. And it's, it's, it's all part of the picture. And, and so these, you know, we talked about cacao being like an easy entry for people to open up to plant medicines. And it, it really has been something that we've seen people are more open to experiencing. It lowers that entry point of what plant medicines are capable of. And cacao itself is a powerful medicine. And it's a heart opener. It's a, yeah. It's devotion. Yeah. And it's beautiful because I've always been like in cacao ceremonies where everyone's like singing cacao songs and all the prayers and stuff. But that's again, like don't allow that to be a limit for you to prevent yourself from taking the medicine because the medicine will speak for itself. All that is just part of the devotion, but everyone shares their devotion differently. Yeah. And that, and, and also the ceremony is all unique, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. it's really just about people say, well, what is a cacao ceremony like? Well, every cacao ceremony I've ever been in has been different. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's important for people to understand that it doesn't have to be a certain way. Just treat it with respect. Just approach it with respect. Mm -hmm. Some nights we'll just, we'll warm up some cacao. We'll have, you know, warm it up into a night drink. We'll nice drink. We'll sit out on the porch and we'll just try and share our love for each other, you know, and, and that's our ceremony. You know, and and sometimes it's sharing it with friends and bringing them in, and and each each time we approach it uniquely, but it's the intention is it, we try to keep that pure, and we try to keep that the respect for it in that way, you know, and and through our own sharing of these of what these medicines have done from us, that's what you know what really opens the door in the cacao ceremony is somebody opening the door to share their experience, and opening that flow of energy because you can just sit and and sip cacao and stare at the fire and not not fully feel the medicine until there's an expression and that's what i've tried to be is is that first expression that first expression of love you know and open that door and then once that happens you know love flows and the medicine can then speak but sometimes breaking through that wall of, of opening that you know, that first communication, right. It's, it's difficult. And the medicine gets you halfway there, but it's still opening your mouth and expressing the words. Yeah. Cause that was even a thing for me. Um, with my ayahuasca ceremony, it felt like I was going to purge, but through the other side. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and I just allowed my stomach to like swell up and Mm -hmm. feel that. Um, because I felt like it was also when I was afraid to purge and release, so it was really showing me like yeah how much i really am working on surrendering more and trusting the process more every day mm-hmm. to myself and to also use that energy to have deeper net <laughs> lessons and deeper knowledge uh deeper experience yeah of transmuting and listening to my body and knowing when to release and things like that. So there is a deeper yeah. uh, medicine to that. Yeah. And being open to the medicine, ha- you know, the medicine can speak to you in many different ways. 
and it's you know people go into it thinking oh, i just want to see everything i want it clearly spelled out to me and it does that doesn't always happen and that's the work that you have to do even in ayahuasca it'll blast you off it'll take you places but how you know how deep is that are those teachings going and how much are you looking for teachings within that experience yeah because for me I, i'm not really one to have a lot of like crazy visions and stuff like that i'm a master intuitive so i just intuitively feel what's happening mm -hmm. and i can see it in that way because i have this thought and i feel it in my body and that's my body confirming with me what i also see mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't have that and they're cut off from that and you know again these medicines help reestablish that understanding your body understanding that's why what it's showing you yeah and hop is beautiful as well it's another one that I've connected with more recently in mm -hmm. understanding the different blends and how they uniquely, you know, navigate. Right. And they're all, you know, it's, it's really trying to understand them, trying to understand what they're speaking to you as part of the work, you know, like be open to what are they saying to you? You know, and a lot of people, they want things spelled out for them. They want the easy road. Especially in a today's society. Right. You want everything the is just you just go on Amazon and buy it. And a lot of people see ayahuasca as that as a shortcut. And it's they're it's in so for a rude awakening. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's why opening up to people, you know, seeing other medicines as well as part of the journey on the way there. I personally haven't done ayahuasca yet. Mm -hmm. And I will get there when the time is when right. it's calling. for She me presented to right. me in a way that was no like there was total surrender. I found out I was working with her two days before because the opportunity opened and my friend asked, hey, do you want to do this? Think about it. And I went into a meditation and I saw two butterflies flying in a double helix. Hmm. And I said, yes, I'm ready. Mm. And she told me, I've been waiting for you and that you've done all the hard work and now it's time for you to enjoy the fruit of your labor. Mm -hmm. And she also showed me that I am medicine woman and that I will be facilitating in various forms mm. throughout my lifetime. And this is part of that facilitation. Absolutely. The communication being, yeah. the, being the mercury. Yeah. I've been saying all day I came from the planet Mercury. <laughs> But it's true. As a Gemini Virgo, like ruled by Mercury, only makes sense. Um, and so for me to really start planting the seeds of being that medicine woman is to let let it speak. Mm -hmm. And speaking is the important part of allow, allowing the medicine to speak and also you speaking and sharing your experiences. You know, that breaks down the barriers and that that expression opens doors and that expression you know, allows people to possibly see themselves in your experience. And so that's why, you know, I try to share my, like I shared with you my experience to open you up right before. Uh, I think actually we had just taken the, the medicine, the LSD today, and I shared with you one of my recent experiences with it. So you can see the healing power of that. And I'll share it as well here is that I use the medicine actually on bicycle day in, in recognition of Albert Hoffman. And, and, and taking the medicine on that day and, and going back to a place in, in my life where I commit, tried to commit suicide and I, through the medicine was able to go back. I was still, there was a lot of trapped energy there. It was, you was still carrying it with me. And I was able to go back there and I, I was begging myself, don't do it. Don't do it. 
you know, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. And, and healing that trauma through the use of this medicine and, and coming out feeling so much better of like, you know, feeling like I had that healed, that part of me that was missing, that felt like it died in that moment and being able to use the medicine to go back and, and heal that and, and be able to leave that there and respect that and honor that and, and have compassion for myself in that moment for what I was feeling. And I was blocked off to that whole part of my life. And, and this medicine helped me go there. And it, you know, I was ready and willing and the medicine took me there and I showed up and I, you know, experienced it. And then I came out and I felt better the next day after I integrated what just happened. I felt better and I felt lighter because it's less stuff that I was carrying with me, you know. And that's been my experience with these medicines of being able to go there and get rid of that stuff that we carry around with us. Yeah. That prevents the flow. Yeah. The river flow. Yeah. And, and, you know, LSD, if you understand the way it works, like even the studies they do in the brain of it, it being able to reestablish connections that have over time lost their power. And LSD seems to be able to blast through that and reconnect that. And it helps with the nervous system and it sort of recharges that and re-energizes that. And it, it sort of amplifies that. And that's what working with that. And then, and then us coming to the cacao, you know, the, the LSD was really amplifying things. And then the cacao opening up the heart, there was just, I mean, there was so much love in this room. <laughs> My you know God. I mean? <laughs> it, was like... it was gushing. I mean, there was tears flowing and everything, right? And how often do you get to share that experience with friends, with people that you really, you know, are you consider friends? Like, you know, friends is even such a surface level thing. You know, how do you, how can you go deeper? How can you create real bonding experiences? And these medicines open the door for that as well, for bonding experiences, and to be able to express your love to somebody, sometimes you need a little help. You know, for me, coming into this weekend and, and not, f- you know, we know each other, but we don't really know each other. And we really got to know each other. And it was through these use, the use of these medicines that we both let our guard down and we both opened up to where there's love flowing between us. We love each other. We respect each other. And we're expressing that. And the medicines opened that door but that, you know, n- that door's down now. That door's open. There are no doors. And that's right. the whole thing is that you're, you are con- bringing, creating those constructs. Yeah. And, and now either consciously or unconsciously too, because it can be past ancestral. Yeah. So it's not like don't take blame, right. you know, but also take responsibility. Right. And recognize like. That was the thing. Like, that's why I really was like, I'm ready to rework with this medicine again because I've just been feeling completely stagnant in my life. And I knew there was a connection that was Hmm. um, missing. Yeah. And it was also closing the door. You know, you needed to close that door of that. You know, you, you still had left that open and there was no integration. So there was the spiritual bypassing of that entire thing that you were still in the middle of. And you, you, you saw it like a circle now. I just refused to allow that to be my story. Yeah. Cause I knew that these medicines have helped me. And yeah, it's been the full circle healing the medicine wheel. Yeah. This is the medicine wheel. Yeah. I'm talking about it a lot in my new course thrive. It's like really re- re- like honoring the medicine wheel. Yeah. Yeah. 
And can you share what you were saying about the medicine wheel, remember? Yeah, and and through this weekend, uh, brother shared with me his his wisdom of of the the masculine being the centerpiece of the wheel. And for me to be here and and be that centerpiece of your of that wheel for you was you know it was honorable, and I I really you know I'm humbled by being able just to be part of that experience for you. Because um, I really respect you and I really honor you and, and look up to you um, for the work that you do. And so to be able to play a small part in that, you know, was it's like I said, it's humbling. And, and I really honor that. And, you know, the masculine provided that. What did structure what, structure was the centerpiece for that? And it was just and it was really just being a being a loving presence and being you know, expressing my love to you. So you felt safe, felt safe and working with these medicines. It's important to feel safe, Mm -hmm. you know, and understand that you're not going to get carried away. If you can, you know, if you have somebody there to care about you and that loves you and will help you work through the difficult things. And, and that's been, you know, the experience in, in our relationship as well of, of standing by each other in those moments of, of working through those things. And, and we've been able to go deep with that because, you know, we're there supporting each other and we have that safe space that we create for each other. So when I went on that LSD experience, she was there holding me as I was begging with myself not to take my own life. She was there holding me. She was there making me feel safe. And that's an important part of working with these medicines, especially in order to go deep feeling safe and and some stuff has come up recently about within the container of that people not feeling safe and and things happening you know and and so really respecting and honoring that space as a divine masculine of certain boundaries that don't get crossed and being a true expression of love you know unconditional love and and being holding that space and holding space is a very important thing that that you know, it's, it's an honorable, you know, practice in itself. And not a lot of people talk about the holding space and it's an important part of it. And, and that's really what I did is I held space. I held space for you to have an experience. And if anything arose, you knew that I was there to guide you, to walk you through. I didn't feel alone. Right. Yeah. And which is what happened when I was having that difficult experience. I felt completely alone. Yeah. It was really challenging because I couldn't express my love with the one person who was trying to help me because I felt unworthy. Hmm. And then being in the wrong set and setting, being in a festival setting, mm-hmm. was in, 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 a, in an, an unconscious, unconscious festival, festival setting. Right. <laughs> I love how we said that at the same time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Call it what it is. Yeah, an unconscious festival setting. Right. Um. But seeing the true, profound healing in intimate settings rather than being in massive setting spaces um, where everyone else is going through their stuff too because they can it's a very vulnerable space working yeah. with these medicines. Yeah. So if you're in a vulnerable space and you don't have your right protection on, you can be picking up on everyone else's stuff too, which is a lot more to navigate through as well. Right, and people don't understand that. They go to these festivals, whether it's a transformational festival or an unconscious festival, it doesn't matter if you... If you're exposed to these medicines in the wrong way and you're not quite ready for them, you know. They're going to kick your ass. Right. That's what happened with me. Right. And so 
you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it matters about your approach to them and, and, you know, the, the unconsciousness had played a part, but even at the conscious festivals, there's people having experiences that are not true. And so working with these, you know, if there's a, you know, nugget of wisdom that we can plan is that if you're opening up to these medicines, you know, the possibilities of these, you know, try to do it more in an intimate setting in a place of love you know, find a safe space. If you're interested, don't just jump at the first opportunity to get exposed it. to it, right? Be patient <laughs> and know that it's going to come to you at the right time. And when you're ready for the healing, you know, when you can respect and honor the journey that you're going to go on once you start taking on the responsibility of working with these medicines. And it sort of is a responsibility because my first experience with psychedelics, it completely exposed me to there being so much more than what we perceive with our eyes. And that was so eye, it was so eye opening, you know, it blasted open, you know, my third eye. And it was something that I was ready for because I had been exposed to certain people that talked about it in the right way where I knew what I was looking forward to. Right. But so many people don't get that. And I feel like up until today, this is what I was sharing with them. Is that like, it was like the first time I really felt safe to express myself in a medicine that I could be vulnerable and cry where snot's coming down my nose and like, <laughs> and, um, and it'd be beautiful. Yeah, totally. You know? And that's, you know, that's the power of these, you know, is being able to access that point where, you're beautiful no matter what state you're in physically because you're beautiful you're feeling that beauty with from within and that beauty is shining out and that ugly snot cry was because we were just it was after the cacao it was during the cacao ceremony with all the love just like oh my god it's so overwhelming with the <laughs> love i'm just crying in the way he was speaking about his queen here it was just like I can't even put the words to it. It was just like, holy fuck. It's like <laughs> so beautiful and profound. Yeah. Thank you for sharing and being so mm. open and vulnerable and really redefining the divine masculine, Casey. Thank you. Mm. Thank you for holding space for that. You know, it was really, it felt safe, you know, for me as well. Like I work on expressing my love, you know, using the medicine to help facilitate that energy and, and be able to express that. And I just really felt safe to continue to express that, you know, with you here sitting in ceremony with us and open that flow of energy and express to her things that I, you know, even in the ceremonies we've sat in together where I say we sit on, we sit together and express love for each other. It continues to go deeper. The more you express it, the more you feel it's, you know, the same thing with your gratitude practice. The more you practice journaling your gratitude, being grateful, all of that stuff, the more you have to be grateful it's for. It's devotion. Right. And the expression of love has been something that I've been practicing. And it started with the medicine opening that up. And then now I'm practicing and I'm getting better at expressing my love for her and, and expressing how I feel about her. And, and also through opening up and expressing how I feel about other people and like my love for you, Sabrina, and, you know, my love for people. It's and for Bud. And Bud. <laughs> Love Bud. <laughs> you know, and and through expressing that, then it comes back to me. And, and the, the medicine has opened the door for that. And, and now there's a flow of expression 
that to you is beautiful and to me it still feels like it's not quite there you know I still can't quite <laughs> express it, how much I love her you know how much she means to me and how much she's taught me and how much she's done for me and in my journey and in how much she is part oh of God, who I am you know and and so it's like <laughs> trying to put that stuff into words and trying to express that they'll to never the suffice it's I the will actions never. I will and, never yeah. and that and, and understanding that and but even with the actions, they're still, you know, trying, trying my best to express that because some people like to hear that. There's various love languages. Right. And I, I like to hear it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if I like Me to too. hear it, I need to say it and saying it more, you know, brings it back to me. Mm. So thank you, Cacao. Thank you, Cacao. Yeah. Fuck, this episode is so good. Okay. Um, so I always end my conversations with a lightning round pun intended right (laughs) (laughs) the jokes that i've been bringing the winds all week (laughs) 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 don't fuck with me no i'm just kidding um but really learned yeah (laughs) we felt the wrath yeah the wrath of sabrina okay what has been a spirit animal that's been really guiding you lately Hmm. the eagle Oof, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And today I was pulling cards for them when we were inside the park, and I pulled the, the eagle medicine, and it was just mm-hmm. so profound, and he pulled it earlier today, mm-hmm. too, and it was just like, oh, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. confirmation. Yes. What would you share with younger Casey? Ooh. Wow. Wait, but this is a lightning round. <laughs> we don't have time to go there. I mean, I guess it to you know to to make it as quick as possible. Just patience, <laughs> really, to keep coming back to that. It's just things are gonna improve. Just keep plugging away. Just be patient, and things are gonna you know everything that you want is gonna come to you if you keep showing up the best you can. And being your best, true, authentic self, you will be rewarded. Amazing. You can't make this shit up. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Where is your vision with psychedelics and plant medicines going? Like, where do you see as the big vision? Ooh, I mean. So you can really anchor it in. Bud's here. Yeah. Bud's got something to say about that. Um. long-term vision is is for there to be real deep healing and and that's going to be through through a deeper understanding of them and so i think the next phase is the research and i think we're still in the experimentation phase of what these can do you know what can they do what can they unlock potential within us and i've experienced some of that potential through combining modalities and combining the medicine with certain things and wow you know had some profound experiences and so i think there's still room for expansion through that of how can we refine this you know how can we make it easily easily accessible certain things where we can you know like we said with cacao lower that entry point so it's like it's expansion it's combination it's research it's education it's education definitely first and foremost yeah Feeling that, hmm. allowing that to really like integrate and anchor in, because that's what I also see. 
because I mean, if it's fuck, if it's helped me, how many other people can right. it help? Right. Oh my gosh. Okay, so what would be if there's something that you know feels like wants to come out right now to be shared? Um, it's just to really honor and respect you for the work that you are doing and this being just a small part of the bigger picture, but you know, you wanting to expose people to these medicines, you wanting to carry this message. And there's so many messages that you carry, um, that are helping your audience. And, and so to honor you and respect you for this podcast and for the journey that you're partaking in, because I know it's not easy and you've opened up and you've expressed your struggles within this journey and honor and respect those struggles and honor and respect your devotion to who you are and your path to be your authentic self and your authentic expression of self. And I see it. I see you, Sabrina, and I recognize you for that and for the work that you're doing. And it's powerful and it's creating change. And you're looking to work with change makers and you're creating change. And what you're doing is going to have a profound impact. And just keep plugging away and just be patient. Wow, I wow, I received that. Hmm. Wow, thank you. Hold space for that to settle in. <laughs> Truth be told, today felt like ease and grace. Today truly felt like ease and grace, effortless. Mm -hmm. That to me was showing the divine timing, the divine plan, letting go of the control issues and allowing the medicine to do its thing. Mm -hmm. Organically, naturally, as it's intended. So where could, because like, this is why I love that I've brought conscious brothers on and cosmic dudes on is to just really reach out to a deeper audience and you know if there's a woman that's here listening and wants feels like she needs to share this with her partner or mm -hmm. a brother or mm -hmm. some loved one mm -hmm. and you know especially as like we've been talking all day about like the really rise of brotherhood mm -hmm. how can we how can I help facilitate them being directing them to you hmm. in your work and honoring you for how you've been able to hold space for me today to really transmute and write a new story hmm. because that story was so complacent. I was so over it. And as I'm continuing to rise up and continuing to up level my space, um, my podcast, my connections with people and, um, collaborating with more change makers. I just really appreciate you holding space for that today and mm. your dedication for that and your patience with me to mm. just hold that space to allow me to express myself. Mm. So how can we, how can I help direct people towards you to continue on your path as your Dharma as a medicine man? Mm. And, in this moment, it's, you know, that's me stepping up to the challenge because I haven't really fully been able to express that up until this point. And so I don't have things set up 
you know, I'm not that guy that's got, you know, the email list ready to go for, you know, to facilitate this stuff, but it's a path that I'm on and I'm not, you know, I don't consider myself to a point where I'm, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to channel the voice. And so you can find me on Instagram, you know, explore with at explore with Casey, because I'm exploring the depths of who I am and what I am and, you know, exploring modalities. I'm exploring so much and I'm beginning to share my authentic self through that. And so that will be sort of where things blossom from. But at this point, there's not much there. But if you want to connect with me and you want some information or some you want to share or you would like to hear my experiences, please connect with me and I'd be more than willing to have authentic conversations. Thank you. Thank you for holding the space for me to really close that really, really, really long chapter in my life where I can go to sleep tonight and wake up feeling like the rebirth. Mm. New moon and mm-hmm. Taurus. It's probably like right now, actually. It's 3.33. Shut Are the you fuck up. It's 3.33 right now in the morning. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck <laughs> up. You can't make this shit up. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my goddess. Thank you. Hmm. You can't make this shit up. Hmm. So that to me just is I've been we've been talking about triangles all weekend. Mm -hmm. Three angles, three sides of a triangle. Three, three, three. Like there's three of us here. Yeah. Who? Yes. Holy fuck. Wow. Hmm. Okay. So clearly the universe has our back here. Mm-hmm. And the universe is saying thank you for speaking up in in lieu of the medicine. Hmm. Speaking up on behalf of the medicine. Hmm. Because this is how we are healing and anchoring in the new earth. Yeah. The golden era. I'm honored to be a voice for the medicine. Thank you for being here again and helping facilitate that shift. I really appreciate you and the work you're doing and it's been really beautiful to watch your transformation Mm. and to bear witness of that Mm. and to see what's possible. Mm. Thank you. So... Fuck, if this episode isn't inspiring you (laughs) 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 to get out of your comfort zone and to trust and to give you the power to rewrite your story Mm -hmm. and to truly get out of the victim mode and choose to be victorious, I really don't know what else will. Because as someone who's come from the very depths very, very, very deep, dark, lonely, psychosis, paranoia, trauma, depression. This has been so important for me to have this conversation during Mental Health Month. Mm -hmm. 
because I uh, I just am so passionate about mental health awareness. Yeah, same here. And how we can really facilitate profound mental health strategies and implementations and working with Mother Gaia and these medicines to really foster real change, which is why I feel like we we're on this planet right now is just to keep healing. Yeah. And to keep up leveling to help now to help her too because it's a balance of give and receive and now it's time to bless up Mother Gaia and pay respect to her and pay respect for her medicines and what she's offering for us to heal so that we can speak up for her and just really facilitate and be the light we wish to see in the world. Mm. So, Uh aho, if you... I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. Of course, you can reach out to Casey at Explore with Casey on Instagram. Um, please share with me on Instagram. Share with me through email. You can email me below. I'm honestly like more spending more of my energy on email because Instagram is a lot of energy and I really want to foster deeper relationships and connections with people. Mm. I appreciate Instagram for me spreading the message, but Mm -hmm. I'm really hearing to go deeper Mm. right now. So that's why I've been really focused with my email people and Mm. hearing from that way. Well, in that case too, I'll provide my, you provide my email as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all below. Um, because I just, since, you know, really tapping into more of my email list, I feel how people have been really feeling safe to really get vulnerable. Yeah. And I'm here, that's what I'm here to facilitate is holding that space mm-hmm. and to just acknowledge. And also, if you want to support me more so we can continue to do this work and really dive in deeper, I'm launching my eight-week course, Thrive. And it's been, it's been time. Hmm. It's time. Because I feel like like I said, after today, it's really an opportunity for me to really show up in my authentic radness to my fullest thing. So to teach is to master, and I'm in that space of mastery as I go into my, in this 11 year, and go into my 11 year. So again, thank you. Hmm. Thank you, everyone who's listening. Let us know how this resonated with you. And if you have a chance, please check out Maps. Mm-hmm. Check out Maps. Check out Dance Safe, mm-hmm. and see how these organizations Zendo. are really and Zendo, most definitely Zendo. Um, how these organizations are really supporting people in their journey and helping people heal, because mm-hmm. that's why we're all here. We're just here to help walk each other home. Yep. So thank you, everyone, and love each and every one of you. Many blessings. Take care, Satnam. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you want to join our private Facebook group for behind the scenes footage, conversations about the episodes, insight, and so much more, visit the link in the show notes and sign up today. If you love this episode, feel free to leave a review and share with us why you love the Sovereign Society podcast. And guess what? If you send your review and send your little screenshot of your review over to hello at shamanessagadessa.guru, 
You'll receive my free sadhana guide to help you cultivate your daily rituals as you go forth and radiate your authentic radness out in the world. Thank you so much for listening. Share with your friends. Leave us a review. And thank you for helping build this community so that together we may rise up and create and experience a world far beyond our wildest dreams. Have a great one.